Welcome back to Change Ed. Change. I am Andrew Kuhn from Montgomery County Intermediate Unit. And I am Tony Marabito from CLIU 21 Carbon Lehigh Intermediate Unit. Thank you for tuning in with us for our Changed or Change Ed podcast, where we are here to explore, learn, and connect together in under 15 minutes. Hit on all the hot topics. We're going to get rid of the fluff and try to really get to the meat of the conversation. Today, we're talking about preparing for the problems of tomorrow. And this is not meant to be a gloom and doom conversation, more uh, acknowledgement that progress has, uh, along with progress comes problems and innovation comes issues that you have to address and you have to be able to solve those problems actually connected with innovation. So Tony, I'm curious, you know, as we're preparing students for the future, what is your perspective on, you know, what, what does that look like? What are skills that we can actually think about and work on in the classroom to help students when we have no idea what the future looks like? Yeah, I, I think I sound like a broken record here, but the reason I, I left the classroom, left being a principal, was to get into STEM education. Is And that's because I think it's so valuable. Um, science, tech, engineering, mathematics, but all the 21st century skills that come with that, the critical thinking, the problem solving, the creativity, the innovation, I think that's the way of the future. Um, there's There's been this stigma of playing the game of school and memorizing and answering multiple choice questions, but we're not teaching kids how to think. I think that function of, of changing that, and that's why I think video games are so popular. I think that's because students are engaged but they're trying to figure out problems. The answers are not given to them. They're not shooting for a grade. They're shooting for a high score, right? And they're wa they're wanting to excel. Whereas in school, not only not every student wants to excel. So I think those kinds of skills will just help students uh, move through not only school but into their careers when they're ready. Zinjing, you talking about the the playing a game because it actually, as you were talking about that, made me think of process versus product. So they're trying to get to this end point but how they're gonna get there, they don't know how they're gonna get there. So there's that journey in between for them to actually get there. And for one player, it's gonna look different than it looks for another player. There's no one way to actually get it done. So again, going back to even our conversation in our last episode about like treating all students the same versus acknowledging that this journey is going to look different for each and every one of those students. What this makes me think about is how, you know, we can't continue to fit new thinking and new ideas into an old way of doing things, right? Like this really requires us to think outside the box, but also to be lead learners in this space. There are things that we we just don't know that we haven't we haven't done before. And we have to be willing to acknowledge that and say, hey class, we're gonna try this today. Right. This may work, this may not, but you know, I'm I'm really intrigued by this and and show that curiosity, right? Say, we're going to give it a shot. Like uh, it might not work. And if it doesn't work, we're going to, we're going to change it up, but be willing to make yourself vulnerable, which I, I don't know has always been a, a predominant concept in education, right? It kind of gets to the spot where it's like, I know the most in the room. I'm the smartest in the room, which makes me think about esports, which I know you don't know anything about esports. So, I, I'll, you know, I'll take the lead on this one. Um, two things that makes me think about esports. Number one, esports, which is a great model for education is acknowledging that you are absolutely not the smartest person in the room. Correct. Your job there is to help 
navigate and build up and build those skills, right? How do we think through this? How do we problem solve? How do we think through this issue? And then secondly, well, let me, I'm going to give you a minute to talk about that. Yeah. You, go ahead. Just, just being a part of the whole esports craze here and, and building, building at our league and, and watching kids play. I mean, I've never seen them so enthralled in something. And even if they're losing, as soon as that match is over, they discuss what happened. They're course correcting right there on the spot. It's conversation and discourse that you wish would take place in the classroom, but it's happening right there. And then they go out and they try again, like game theory, right? If you if you fail on a level, you're just going to keep trying until there's a there's a point there of uh, when it becomes too too hard. And I think that's when teachers jump in. I think before they reach that breaking point, that's when you jump in and give the assist rather than just giving the answer, being the sage on the stage all the time. I, I think video games is a great model um, for for teachers to follow and, and just to see. It's really important for us to also consider that esports coaches, current esports coaches, are in a totally uncharted territory, right? So, so this the sports of right the coaches of right now didn't play esports in the organized fashion that it is right now, right. right? So, much like when football started or when baseball started to grow, and they're like, we don't know, or like when education started. We don't know what we're doing here. We've got to figure this out. I mean, think of that moment, like the beauty of that moment. Or when we started this podcast, we don't know what we're doing, right? We're going to start. I uh, accidentally brought you on and it's been a disaster since, but I'm trying to fix it. But the point is, is that they had never been coached. So what they're doing is all brand new. And that, that you know, being brave enough to step into that space of like, we don't know, right? We could miss the mark. But we're trying, right? Like there's power in in the trying and trying to make uh, those shifts so that we can we we can go to bed at night and like with a clear conscience of like we're doing the best that we can. Which educators are right? Like they're crushing it right now. We're doing a great job, and we're asking a lot. Act, uh, absolutely, right? They're 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 tireless, and um, at times I think it can feel like a thankless job, mm-hmm. right? Where it's just give 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 give. So educators. Uh, I hope everyone hears this to, to know that we know we're, we know how hard everyone's working. One of the things I think is important too with this conversation is to think about just in our careers. And I'm going to lump you. I know you've been in education for about 75 years. That's right. So it's Most a broad. Buggy. It's a yeah, yeah. It's a broader spec span for you, right? Like, a, yeah, horse and buggy to you know electric cars. That's, That's a right. big journey. So let's narrow it down. Let's say in the last 20 years, just the changes in social conversations from what is available, what exists, and even how we communicate. If you think about from Y2K to pandemic, how much happened, right? Historically, but also the changes that happened from a technology standpoint. And it's not just about technology, right? As you were talking about it's the it's integrated learning that led us there, right? I don't think uh, Steve Jobs would have said, "I am just a technology person," right? Like he he had that integrative technology approach of bringing in the arts and bringing in you know the mathematics, so working the algorithms and the coding and everything. It was oh, a whole package, and uh, as we're, we've been talking about, the kind of a minds-on situation. Sure. So my question would be, if we had already embraced. Uh, and we're able to make these changes, right? We're able to snap our fingers, these changes happen in education. 
uh, how would our lives be different today, right? Would we, would, would, would the world look different or would the world look the same, right? Would, could we, do we have enough of an influence that we could accelerate the pace of innovation, the pace of inventions, exploration, creation? I think absolutely teachers have that ability because they're around children every day. So they're molding minds. You know, I think we get hung up with the test scores and content that we need to cover. But if we just, if, if possible, take a step back a little bit and just say, hey, we, we need to make, we need to help these kids learn and answer problems that come up and help them think through things. I think we can absolutely uh, move this forward. I think we can also bring up the issue of maybe individualized instruction. You know, um, I think we should start focusing maybe on a, on a younger younger age um, on student strengths, just like other countries do. Like the, there's, there's tests that um, other countries take, there's different roles and apprenticeships um, programs that, that different countries are using. I think if we get kids interested in something, we should really, you know, work on utilizing their strengths and helping fill their gaps and their weaknesses, as opposed to just giving content and more content because it's handed down by a state that we have to take a test on. Does that make sense? Yeah. So um, what, what I was hearing, what we think of was what is our, how do we value ourselves, right? What What is that marker that we use to value ourselves? I think it's important to acknowledge, for example, Money has value, paper money has value because we give it value. We assign that value to that paper money. So if tomorrow someone said, you know what, now it's chickens. Your money is worthless. Whoever has the most chickens has the most money. We'd all run out and grab chickens. I don't know how we buy the chickens if we no longer had money, but that's, you know, Venmo. Sure. Everything is Venmo. Right. We'd be fine. Bitcoin. Yeah, yeah exactly. So but also that's a great example too, right? Like that um, that currency, Bitcoin, had value because we assigned it value. So very much the same, where do we assign the value as ourselves, as educators, as a profession, where are we assigning the value that we give to our profession, right? So kind of like you're saying, is it where do we want to place that? And then that's what we focus on. Whatever we give value is what we focus on. And I'm not saying ignore content by any means. I don't want that to, to be the message. I think it's important that kids need to be well-rounded. But I'm saying when they get a little bit older, when they're getting into high school, how great would it be for them to go, you know, shadow a nurse for a day or get the experience of being a teacher for a day or just getting those experiences so they can, when they're older, they can decide what they want to major in. You know, I still don't want, um, I know I'm old, but I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up, right? Because I'm just experiencing things and and, and checking things out and doing, and doing my best with that. But I think if we give kids the opportunities to go out there and, and do these problem-solving uh, tasks and critical thinking tasks in an actual work environment, I think it would go such a long way. And this is why this is your last podcast, because you said the content does not matter. That's right. <laughs> we can spin that to be like, content doesn't matter. That's, That's a TikTok drop. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no problem. You're welcome. <laughs> So our, our big takeaway is we don't know what the future will look like, but we do know what we might need to do to help prepare students for the unknown. Very well said. That's a, uh, isn't there a, a Into the Unknown? Isn't that a song? Yeah, that's, Frozen? that's your realm, not me. Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we would love to hear feedback. We'd love to get uh, additional perspectives because certainly we we 
acknowledge that this is just a perspective, but not the only perspective out there. And truly, one of the most powerful things, actually the most powerful thing we have in education is all of the individuals that make up this profession. It's, it's the largest profession in the world and that we have all these minds, minds on. If we're all minds on, unstoppable. We'll completely change the world and then we'll have to come up with a, a new change. Ed will happen and we will need a, a new, new podcast. podcast. Yeah. yeah. Not the Sixers. Can't do it yet. No, no, okay. yeah, not not uh, trust the process. Maybe it will be change Tony. That's where you can change. It. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in. Uh, we look forward to connecting with you on our next podcast. Till next time.